<laughs> Greetings, fellow slingers. It's your trusted handler, Brian. Welcome me once again to the show. Uh, my thoughts. My, my thoughts on such an awesome game as Delta Green. One thing about Delta Green, it is an awesome system with a very captivating and large setting spanning all kinds of subgenres. But the one thing about it, it's a slow burn. There's investigating, discovery, building rapport with the NPCs, sometimes not even knowing if one of them is who the agents are hunting. <laughs> this game, I tell you, Delta Green can be like a puzzle of several pieces without a cover picture for reference. It's as though someone told you what the picture is, possibly the handler, and then the agents start finding the corners and edges. They find two pieces that go together, but unless they're an edge or a corner, they go somewhere in the middle of the meat pie. Again, it's a slow burn. But once the pile of pieces start thinning and a picture begins to form, that's when the scenario picks up speed. The final pieces being snapped into place, that's the payoff. And as we play Delta Green, or listen to those shows that do, yes, I do as well, it's important to remember that the Agent's Handbook is clear that Delta Green is not about rolling for initiative, not about the bug hunt, not about guns or winning. It's about fear, loss, mitigating, and trying to get your ass back home with the same number of people as were sent out at the start. It's about trying to survive on the outside while dying on the inside. It's about keeping it together while sitting at a table on Thanksgiving when asked by a family member to say grace, or not losing your shit while at the beach with your kids and watching the tide come in and go out again and again and again. I like to think it's about the things we evoke in our minds while traversing this setting and how we would navigate our lives based on that. So when we warm up our dice and top off our glasses, we once more enter the fray that is Delta Green. Think about how you, as an agent, would investigate such a scenario. And if you would, write into the show and let me know. I want to hear the insights of all you fellow slinging agents out there in the wild. Remember, if you're enjoying the show, please consider subscribing on our YouTube channel at Roll the Heart 20 and leave us a five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. Now, let's warm up our dice and top off our glass as Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents Delta Green Convergence, Episode 7. I would think that you would find that on the bottom of that cart. So I know that I I've had that happen where the the part will fall and bounce and bounce back into the cart. So I'm going to Amazon cart place. I did not check. <laughs> no, like a tool cart. He said he dropped a oh. bunch of bolts and he found 15 of the 16 and it was on a magnetic tray that was on the on the tool cart. I said check the tool cart. That's where I would look. Anyways, that's just me. I don't know this well enough, though. But. That's your first day. 
it is <laughs> my, my first gig at this whole thing how's everyone doing doing How well good? it's good to see everybody together together again now yeah. these two or these two but <laughs> all of us so i'm just kind of curious before we begin what is everybody's game plan for this episode oh we're killing todd definitely okay. oh, fuck. Well, let, me, let me leave this in <laughs> let me leave this in first and then we'll we'll, we'll go through this really quick okay because i got some business i gotta do too <sighs> greetings fellow slingers welcome back to roll the hard 20 podcast it is i your trusted handler brian and with me my hard slingers of yore Ooh, yeah. yeah i like yeah. wine more than i used to <laughs> the business i got a couple shout outs to give from over on our youtube channel james mcconnell and commissioner zaid miller bay the seventh esquire let's raise our topped off glasses as we welcome to the show our newest fellow slingers <laughs> Hail slingers. Hi. Hail. you know as i always say initially i hadn't planned on uploading the show to youtube but it was sammy oh shit hang on this this beer's actually pulling over oh mm -hmm. yeah 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 in. but anyways it, it was sam who had mentioned that he only listens to show to podcasts via youtube so of course i uploaded the show to the youtube and it's it's been great I, I like having that there so i never really gave sam a shout out go ahead sammy Cheers. to sammy <laughs> you know as the voice of the youth today uh you're welcome <laughs> i speak for all of us for all you blue-haired youthians welcome and if you found us via youtube you out there in the ether and you haven't subscribed to the channel yet then go on do it do it get over there smash that little like button you know you want to see what happens when you hit the subscribe button anyways all right so we're caught up <laughs> our celebrity so, uh impression a little cameo so what is everybody's game plan as as we have these two units of agents right now oh well, we're definitely killing todd okay you get go <laughs> the killing of todd and I, each I, i'm just trying to meet up with everybody at that uh, little diner you know each he's getting kind of hungry i want one of them fat and tasties and thick I'll probably and order some food uh, thick, too. Thick and juicy, baby. thick and juicy. Oh, well, I'm talking about the fat and tasty. I'm talking about the servers there. You know what oh. I mean? <laughs> no, that's next door. <laughs> <laughs> that's at the uh, Shining Heart Daycare and Elder Care, owned yeah. by Merle, of course. Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> My second head. <laughs> <laughs> it scared me for a minute. I couldn't figure that out. Okay, so. Agents Adesso and Kimura, you've evacuated the Spivey residence after Adesso was attacked by some form of purple globule that came out of the tub drain and then center punched him. Each, you've managed to pack him into the car, feeling as you did so his ribs sloshing a little inside of his chest cavity, most likely probably beat these things a little tenderized. You buckle him in, start getting feeling a little weird. You get behind the wheel and you start driving down the road Odesso, having sustained that amount of damage that you received now that the adrenaline has started to burn off i need for you to make a con check got it a constitutional yeah. check for uh, agent Odesso is going to be 
under 55. This is going to be painful. Better than half. And that is a 90. You are completely stunned at this point. With that fail, that means you cannot act until you do save. That means basically you can't even walk unassisted. You can't encounter anybody. You can't rationally think. Each from behind the wheel, there's something about Adesso's condition, his helplessness that you find. How would you describe how you find his helplessness? Well, uh, as a friend, I'm troubled by it, but you know, there is something else stirring that makes me go, oh, weak prey separate the herd from the weak from the herd. <laughs> it's a weak herd. Yeah, I'm glad I buckled him in because otherwise he could be in trouble. I would like for you to make a sanity check each. I know. It keeps getting lower and lower every week. Hmm. Under 47, got a 24. 24. You feel empathy for Edesso, but that's it. You really can't see yourself doing much else for him right now other than trying to stay focused on the driving. Just continue moving down the road. It's the best you can do knowing that you got to reconvene with the other agents hooking up at Merle's Country Bunker. Tell me about the drive. How are you feeling about that drive? Well, these small towns, uh, I'm not used to this sort of one road going or one lane going one way, one the other, and people speeding around me to pass by. I'm making sure that I'm not going to jostle the uh, car too much. I don't want to have any ribs that are floating, puncture any lungs or spleens or anything like that and make the problem worse for either of us. Uh, so it's going to be a nice, mellow and slow drive. The main point is to get to the diner and meet up with the other agents. We can figure out what to do with Adesso once we get there. Are we going to take them in somewhere? That could jeopardize our mission. But if we don't take them in, is that going to jeopardize our buddy? Well, you got 25 minutes of driving to get there at the pace you're going. And while you're behind the wheel, we journey back to the Allen residence. Agents Coldwell and Rice. Now you've threatened to turn Todd Allen over to the U.S. Marshals due to having in his possession a handgun with a serial number filed off, as well as bluffing him that he has outstanding warrants. Basically, the whole thing is one long con. And with Rice on the phone pretending to talk to the U.S. Marshals, Todd looked at you, Coldwell, and asked, If, uh... If you're a U.S. Marshal, then why is your partner calling the U.S. Marshals? What's your play, Coldwell? Sorry, that, that that's my voice. Sorry. What's your play, Coldwell? <laughs> <laughs> Got a little too into character with that one. Just standard, it's just standard procedure to check in with the corporate office. Yeah, that's what all you field agents are trying to play this some, some kind of run a game on me. You think this is the first time I've been in cuffs before? Oh, from your record? I don't doubt it. It ain't Wait, your first you rodeo. Look, uh, why don't we just take this as a warning? You could just let me go. 
you know, I promise I, I won't do whatever it is you, you think I, I did. If you want to take the gun, that's fine. I'll... <laughs> I got another one. <laughs> I was going to say, finish your sentence. There you go ahead. <laughs> Please, Todd, go ahead. Continue on. <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, Je Jamie, she used it. It was for her own protection. You know, sometimes she gets off work from the country bunker late at night. And uh, I don't like her walking across the parking lot by herself. Well, we'll just wait till Agent Rice comes back off the phone with the marshals and we'll see what happens. He just lets out this exhaustive sigh and just slumps. Agent Rice. So Rice is listening, you know, to this interaction on the other side of the wall. I'm a, I think I'm in the kitchen is where I'm at. Well, I know that Coldwell and Todd are still in the master bedroom. I assume uh, that yeah. you just went out of Oh the yeah yeah. Um so I'm going to I'm going to look for some sort of rag or sock or something and I'm going to wipe this weapon down. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to walk into the room holding the uh, slide with this um you know with the sock or you know whatever. Say uh Caldwell flip him over on his belly. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I've been in so, jail before. I, I recognize this position. <laughs> when you get awfully familiar, then Coldwell so, flips him over. Coldwell, hold him, you know, straddle him, hold him down. Whoa! And, <laughs> so while, you know, a standard, um, like, neck or knee in the neck and uh, knee in the small of his back, um, I'm going to take Todd's hand and wrap it around the handle of that that pistol to get his prints all over it. Okay, and then I pull pull an evidence bag out of my uh, khaki my cargo pants, and I put the weapon into he, that bag with his prints. That's some real chicken shit stuff. I should have known. You guys ain't no fucking feds. A, fed, a real fed wouldn't have done that. They would just ask me to hold it for them. This is yeah, stupid. You, Let me out of here. I want to talk to my. I want to talk to Sheriff Oakley. Oh, Oakley again. You guys are awfully buddy buddies. But don't worry, we got our insurance policy. Oh, we'll know where to bet. find you. As soon as you let me out of here, he's the first person I'm going to call. <laughs> you guys think you're so high and mighty. Wait till Dan has his way with you. Oh, and who are they going to believe? Someone of your kind or two federal Ooh. agents? I don't like the way you was talking to me like that. I'll let it slide only because I'm belly down. <laughs> and hogtied. <laughs> and hogtied. So Caldwell, what do you want to do with this guy? I said we got enough to just leave him be for now. Let's go meet up with our other guys, see what they've got. Right. You want to leave him handcuffed or you want to leave him in this state? <laughs> oh, we could probably let him loose. I think we have more than enough to to hold him against anything. Fair enough. All yeah, right. cut me loose. All right, I uncuff him. Thank you. Get at me. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> he crawls his way to the bed, just kind of pulls himself up onto the mattress and just sits there slumped, defeated, completely demoralized. You're going to be a good boy now, aren't you, Todd? Going to be a good boy now? Yeah, I'll be a good boy. I'll be sure to report this. 
Good luck with that. Caldwell, let's get out of here. I've had enough of this guy. All right. Let's head into our bucket. <laughs> Going out to old Betsy. <laughs> old Betsy. All right. So we'll uh, we'll make our way out to the vehicle. Um, I called. What you want to drive? You want me to drive? What do you want to do? You want to flip a coin? I'll drive. All right. So you could do some research on our way. We'll do. So, so it it's about twenty minutes from the Allen residence to the country bunker. Lead me through what you guys would like to do if you want to do anything. Rice is is going to do some more research on his laptop and his encrypted connection with his cell phone. Um, and just do a little bit of more recon on Merle's and Sheriff Oakley in town. Well, we definitely got to do something with, with Oakley. Or There's something more to, to Oakley as well, but that's we got to see if we can find some dirt on him. So I, I would say, um, Handler, I'm going to... I'll tell you what, with the time that you have to get to the country bunker, you'll have enough time to look up one person. And we could leave it up to the die, or you could choose which one you want. Um, I, I want to do uh, Merle. Okay. <laughs> Not like do Merle, but... <laughs> Whatever, bro. <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> hey, if that's hey, a judgment, man. Hey. You like a little salt with your rice. <laughs> you see, su- surprisingly, his his file that you have access to, even with your level of credentials, is pretty thin. You see that he was born into Groversville, Tennessee. His parents were Thomas and Greta Barn. At the year he was born, it puts him right around 64 years old. But you can see that there's a lapse in his in his record when he was about 25 years old, where for about six years, there's nothing on him. I mean, you get his high school education, you get some college degree, you get the fact that he was working with the family business, and then there's nothing for like six years. And then at about 28 years old, you see him taking custody of some of the businesses in town and starting to to buy them out and build them up, changing their names and whatnot. Is there any banking information or anything from from this background that I that I ran? No, in fact, it doesn't look like he does any banking in the town at all. So however his money is being deposited or where it's being deposited to, it looks most likely as though it's going through something before it gets to its final destination, like the the businesses that he owns, they all get put into accounts. You know, the depo- the daily deposits get deposited into accounts and whatnot. And then wherever that money seems to dissipate beyond those many accounts, not just one, you you can't find out where it goes to. It could be like um, like shell accounts or, you know, offshore maybe. You don't have enough information coming across that way to find that out. I mean, it could be that somebody else has the accounts in a different name and they pull that money out and do something with the money before it gets into a final account along the way. Or maybe it even goes through a few more accounts. It's difficult for you to tell. Okay. So a lot of movement of money through multiple accounts, difficult to track is basically what you're alluding to. Yeah. And it doesn't show anything as far as a marriage certificate or dependence. 
Caldwell, this uh, I'm relaying some of this information to Caldwell and say, hey, Caldwell, you know, this guy is uh, his background's kind of interesting. You know, when this guy hit 25 years old, um, he was kind of off the map. I mean, off the map, like, can't we chase the money? No, the uh, basically the background is that there's an absence of about six years where this guy is like off the grid as far as background goes. And then he just reappeared and took over the town and started changing names. So, you know, somewhere along the line, he had to get money somehow to be able to do that. You just don't walk into the town and start buying stuff up. Yeah. Where was his last uh, known employment or last known location? We don't know. Don't have that. His file's pretty thin. It's pretty thin. So I think there's more for us to do. I'm going to have to dig a little deeper here. How, how far are we out from, from town? You're starting to hit the main streets at this point. You're getting out of that rural area. So you're probably about seven minutes away from the country bunker. Okay. As we get closer to the uh, bunker, I want to keep my eye out to see if I could spot, you know, the other agent's vehicle. Give me a luck roll with your D20. Huh, straight up, 18. 18? You do see the Chrysler that you guys originally drove into Groversville hitting the streets and making its way to what you would assume would be the country bunker. But surprisingly, you see that each is driving the car as opposed to Adesso. Okay. The plan is all to meet up, but if I get them, if I see them, I'm going to try to go after them a little. You guys are probably both going to the same destination, though. Oh, okay. Now we'll just follow them in. Each, you see the country bunker on the south side of the street. Make a luck roll. Okay. 16? 16. You see old Betsy <laughs> coming around the corner with rice and cold well in it. Okay. I assume that they're joining us to meet here, so I'm going to Try to find a spot that has two uh, places together and maybe a little bit farther away from the rest of the restaurant and the parking so we can have a little bit more privacy and I'll park there. And you see them pull in, so I'm imagining that you guys probably parallel park right next to each other. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Agent Adesso, with the car stopping, your head kind of lulling, why don't you go ahead and make that con save again? Got it. 39. So that will pass. That's nice. pass. Yeah, under 50. Five. You start breathing a little more steadily. Your eyes start to regain focus as you start looking around the parking lot. You see, surprisingly, each has been driving you the whole time. All right, I'm feeling a little bit better. Thanks for driving each. You got Where it. Do you want to keep this? Uh, we're meeting up with our fellow agents at the uh, country bunker right now. You took a hit. You got out to the car okay, but as soon as we were starting to get in, you kind of started showing signs of worse for wear, so I buckled you in and took the keys and drove us here. How do you want to spend this? Do you Obviously, we tell them what happened, but you seem pretty out of sorts right now. Do you want to play that off as you're a little bit more okay than normal, or how do you want to do this? I'll just let them know that, you know, I took a hit. I'm feeling a lot better, but 
I'm going to take it easy and, until we get up to a place where I can take some real rest. But, uh, yeah, I'll be okay. Can okay. you get out of the car on your own? I uh, need help. I, yeah, I could use some help. Okay. In a small <laughs> town like this, two fellas helping each other out of the car might be uh, normal. A little bit. <laughs> not as normal. So if we want to, I would suggest is if you can do it yourself as much as possible that you do so we don't draw undue attention to ourselves. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I'll be getting it. I'll get out. No worries. Ichi is trying not to get in too much contact as well. <laughs> <laughs> I get on out of the car, albeit a bit slowly, without assistance, using the door frame as a aid to standing. And then uh, I walk slowly into the to the diner. And you see, it looks like an old reconditioned Bob's Big Boy. You see that they've redressed this large statue to kind of resemble something that might work better for Groversville. These large open bay windows. You see couples and families eating all kinds of different food and whatnot. You see Agent Coldwell and Rice pull up. I'll move inside real quick and try to see if we can get maybe a booth or something that he can just kind of slide into and not have to worry about hold himself up, see if there's a place that's maybe in the back or something like that. Okay. The uh, the hostess sees you and some late teens girl. She's like, oh, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, what can I do for you? Can I take your name? Okay, yeah, we got a, we got a place in back for you. So she leads you through the restaurant to a booth at the very back of the restaurant, one of those round yeah. booths with a with a deep leather pleather seats that are real cushy and the hard for like a tables and stuff. And you guys kind of slide in there. Agent Exactly Coldwell. what I was looking for, brother. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Agents Coldwell and Rice. Well they're oh, we inside already, so Coldwell would like to exit the vehicle and uh regroup with them in there. Okay. Do we want to leave anything in the... Do we have anything in the car? Not in this one, right? No. I think you guys have all your stuff with you. Yeah, we do. So yeah. Bryce he has had work. his laptop with him the whole time. Yeah. yeah, I've got it just in like a shoulder bag. You know, it stays with me. Hey, can I do a... Um, as we're walking into this place, I think it's search. I just want to kind of do a search what what time of the day is this now or we're probably what like i think oh, after six o'clock six, yeah it's six o'clock right now okay um what time of the year is it dusk is it totally dark it's pretty dark at this point all right i'm still gonna do this as we're walking in i'm just gonna i want to do a search just to kind of take um take stock of the cars that are in the driveway or you know the pull up the parking lot's about three quarters of the way filled at this point and you could see through these large bay windows that a lot of the tables are occupied with couples or, or large families and stuff. You did see agents each in Odesso walk into the restaurant, walk through the restaurant being led by the hostess, and then seat themselves at a table in the very back. Okay. Can, can I tell from this search that I want to run if, if any of the cars look like out of place from what would normally be in this area sure so i'll run a search that is a 55 over 50. no you really can't tell if any of them 
seem out of place. You do see a police cruiser in the in the parking lot, though. Okay. All right. So we'll head on in and make our way to where each and Adesso are. Okay. And as you start moving through the restaurant, you see Jamie Allen waiting on tables, and she looks over and she sees you two agents, and she's she's kind of like, "Oh, hey, how you how you boys doing?" I'll be right over at your table. I'll take your order in just a minute. And she says something to one of the other waitresses, letting her know that she'll take that station. You guys make your way back to the table, and you see each and Adesso. Hey, each Adesso. How you boys doing? We got to talk a little bit, so why don't you come sit down? And if a waitress comes by, maybe we have her come back in a few minutes because we haven't decided, but we got some things to go over. All Seems right. like you guys found some good stuff. What's, what do you say about that, Adesso? <laughs> I don't know about good. <laughs> <laughs> Looking rough, Adesso. Yeah. I got Somebody, some stuff to is show there a you. baby around come. here that shit itself? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the baby back ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Out of game for a moment. Is there a way to... Is there a way... If I want to show the guys the pictures... I'd like to preface it for them. So possibly they get some kind of um, bonus to their sanity check because they know it's coming. I know you can never get used to it, but is there a way to, I don't know, assist, boost, enhance the sanity save by prefacing what it is you're going to see? Tell me how you're going to preface it first, though. Well, like, I would describe look, it. What are you going like to simply say? Yeah, I went into the bathroom yes. and I heard some gurgling <laughs> noises. And then I saw something come out of the bathtub drain. It went through the drain as if it wasn't there. It was a semi-state solid liquid. And it then coagulated when it got out of the drain. And, and then it got bigger and hit me in the chest hard. I mean, this is a tremendous blow. But it was purple. It is a semi-liquid. It didn't have any eyes or anything like that. But it's rather disconcerting to see. And then I would show them the phone. Would that work? I'll give them a 10% addition to their sanity check. Not the child that's looking over the booth at that saying, Mommy, I want to go home. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll make sure that doesn't life. happen. But so yeah. before that happens, I'll let them know. Yeah, <laughs> as, you des- as you describe this picture, mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, give yourself a, a 10% bonus to your sanity checks as he shows you this flip phone of the pictures that he took. Okay. Coldwell? 80, I just hit it. So you'll take... Oh, eight. Is It's eight, but I still pass. Sorry. Okay. I'll tell you what, for the pass, we won't take any damage. Rice? Uh, 80 under 85. So you don't take any damage either. Obviously, him prepping you for what you're about to see really paid off. Too bad he didn't do that for each. But didn't know it could be done. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry there, Deech. We no both problem. rolled eighty. Yeah. Did we both roll it. Oh, well, I rolled dude. I thought it was I read it wrong. It's eight, but I thought I rolled eighty. Dude, we need to go buy lotto tickets. I know. I did. I need to see if I won. <laughs> Your guys roll a luck roll. check is at eighty. Oh, hold on. No, 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 no. What we I rolled what we rolled was eighty. We both oh. rolled eighty on our sand sand rolls. And that's, that's under what, what you have, though? Well, ho- With the hold 10%? On. What did yeah. you roll, Coldwell? Eight. But so you rolled passes. an 80 or an eight? Eight. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought it was 80. Forget everything I said. I rolled what? an 80, but it's still under my 85 
Eight Your sanity is 85. Wow. That's amazing. How does that work? Like, what, what's sanity based on? Because my at my max, it's 49. Isn't it, is it what wisdom or something or whatever the equivalent is? It's willpower times your five. Yeah. Your willpower times five is the equivalent of your sanity. Okay. Wow. I'm sorry. That's your good. power times five is your is your sanity. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We're going to go rice. We have metagame. You'll have to have him go over Ichi's page and see what we can do. Yeah, well, hold on. You said it's it's willpower over <laughs> times five because I was going off the current sanity points. Yeah, it's sanity. That's how you derive sanity. Yeah, like oh, okay. your your total sanity check. Oh, there okay. should be a, so that, a box that says that. Yeah, that's just what I want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, with a ten percent buffer. Yeah. Yes. Got it. Got it. You both look at this flip phone, and you see these pictures of this thing that defies logic especially the way that agent adesso described it moving through these multiple holes in the drain and then recoalescing and then attack him and then reform and then go back through the drain again it but at least now you seem to have a frame of reference of possibly what you guys are looking for or part of it and after it was done attacking me, I closed the bathroom door. But it, when we went back in, it was gone. We think it went back into the sewer, went into the drain, into the drainage of the house, and likely into the sewer. But so you said it was like a gel form, didn't have any eyes. How, how did it know where you were at? I don't know. I wasn't speaking. I didn't yell. I picked up my flip phone and I started taking pictures, but I have it on silent. So. Other than me pressing on the buttons, I, I don't know how it sensed me. Maybe, maybe thermal. If it wasn't tracking on sound, or maybe it was tracking on sound, it may have been thermal. That's the only other thing I could think of. After your attack, were you able to get out of the room, or did it, it didn't want to follow you or anything? It hit me. It drove me back into the bathroom door. I hit the bathroom door, opened it up to block the further view from the, the, the creature, and then when it lost sight of me, or when I was able to lose sight of it, or break the line of sight, I'm not really sure, it stopped. I then closed the door. Each came up with, what's his name? Somebody who may have to uh, Joe join Krista. the list of the cleaned. But uh, we went back in, and it was gone. Back into the drainage pipe. Well, it wasn't in the bathroom. The most logical place it could have gone was the drainage pipe. Because it didn't leave the bathroom area, it didn't leave the bathtub area. You're looking pretty rough there, Desso. You doing okay? I'm I'm getting there. Took the took the wind out of me, but I'm I'm feeling better. Can we rely on you through the rest of this mission? Absolutely. I'll be moving at uh, reduced speed, but yeah, <laughs> I'm good. As you guys are having your rapport, you see Jamie come up to the table. And she lays down four menus and she's like, Howdy, boys. Agents. That close how, the how, phone. You, how you two doing? Uh, it, 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 is Todd back at home? Wait, is he everything okay with Todd? Was he able to answer all your questions? Oh, yes. Todd was more than cooperative. He's probably back on his lounge chair watching the game. Well, I know sometimes he could be a bit abrasive. Uh, I hope he was at least somewhat 
cordial to the two of you. He, you know, he has a great respect for the badge. So, well, I'm sure he has a great respect for the badge. I mean, since he considers himself such a close friend of Mr. Oakley's. Oh, the, those two, they go back years. They were in high school together, and I think they were even in junior high together. Thick as thieves, I tell you. Anyways, hmm. um, we have the meatloaf is the special this evening. Can I bring you any drinks this evening, guys? Just water's fine for me. I'd like some sweet tea, ma'am. Oh, okay. What about I'll you? I'll have a black coffee, and why don't you send me over three of those plates of meatloaf? Okay, you know, we... We're famous for our thick and juicies around here, too. Don't forget that. You can send over two of those as well. So you want three meatloafs and, and two steaks? Yes, ma'am. I'm super hungry. And how would you like those steaks prepared? Can you make them rare? <laughs> we can deliver them rare. I don't really think that's considered being made. But, uh, and you know, the, so. uh, the FDA doesn't really like us not cooking these things. Um, well, you can just give it a kiss of the flame, you know, just a little taste of flame. Whatever will keep your establishment in the good graces of the FDA. Well, okay, then. What about you, Mr. Mr. Lawman? Are you okay, honey? You, you look like you're in all sorts hmm. of pain. You're pale as hell. I'm just going to have a glass of water and I'll be all right. He had to suffer with my driving over here on these country roads. He's <laughs> no, not used to that. You know, the, the city worst folk. roads. Well, I suppose if you get hungry, you could have some of your, your friend's food. He's got plenty enough. You other boys want anything else, agents? I'd like some of that meatloaf. That sounds mighty good right about Very now. Very good. And eh, make it two plates. You want two plates yourself or just another no, plate? No, make it another one. A plate for myself. Got it. She disappears, and as she uh, makes her way back to the to the kitchen and whatnot, trusty die one two three four coldwell <laughs> your phone begins to vibrate in your pocket oh, oh. <laughs> i thought you were rolling again. to see who gets food poisoning all right i'll uh pick up the phone no it's coldwell's phone coldwell it's coldwell all right i'll pick up the phone agent coldwell yeah Coldwell, this is a uh, special agent in charge, Derringer. Uh, I just oh, it's not Big D. With... Yeah, what the? F Big Derringer, right? Yes, yes. What's up, Big D. Professional, please. <laughs> How's it going so far, Agent? Well, we're putting our resources together right now. Unfortunately, we don't have that much news to report back to you. I'll keep you in the loop. We're doing it qu quite brief right now. Well, I. I... I'm not without information. I do want to tell you that the uh, the lab gurus may have found something that might prove helpful in detecting that which you're hunting right now. I don't want to say too much over the phone, but uh, I'm going to be sending an agent to deliver something to you, and he'll be there in the morning. Where will you guys be staying in the evening? We're staying at the Merle Shuteye. Okay, I'll pass hurt? it on to the to the courier. All right, thank you. How would we recognize this guy? Or will he recognize us? He'll give you a call when he's a few minutes out. I don't want to give away what he's driving yet. 
or what he looks like. Just to have your phone on, please. Copy. We'll keep you posted. Darren, you're out. Big D. All right, buddies. Big D, <laughs> Big D. just gave us a call. <laughs> Derringer just called. Said he'd be sending an agent down. Apparently they found some results that might help our case. Uh, he didn't want to release this information over an unsecured line, so he'll be sending an agent in the morning. We're here. It's interesting uh, that he didn't want to share that information with us over the phone. Whatever it is, it must be super confidential that they don't want anyone to, the wrong hands to get the information. Strike you kind of odd that uh, they're not sending this courier agent now and they're waiting till the morning to what make contact with now? us? About 1,700, 1,800 hours? It's 1,800. All right. So it's, yeah, it would be about 12 hours worth of time is what they're taking, depending upon where he's coming from. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do after here why don't you guys hang back and i'll drive over to the shed eye see if me driving over there brings out anyone trying to maybe intercept us and you guys follow behind and if they indeed uh, indeed and intercept me you'll be there to uh, bring in the cavalry uh, sounds like a good idea agent each is there another place in this town for us to sleep if we needed to i don't think so we got Merle Shut Eye, and that's just about it. What was the country bunker handler? That's where we're, we're sitting in right now. Oh, we're in the. Okay, I thought it was the diner. Sorry. That is a diner. Yeah. Oh, a, I see. Well, a few moments there. later, you see Jamie brings by this large platter of all these plates. She's like, Well, I'm sorry. It didn't take as long as it would take because those steaks really didn't need preparing. And she starts tossing these plates out in front of everybody, refills everybody's drink. And then leaves again. Somebody's uh, before she leaves, I ask her, do you guys have any aspirin? Could you get me like, you know, four aspirin? I'm sorry, honey. You know what? We, we can't we can't be going around giving that kind of stuff out. Um I hear they're running short too these days. I am sorry, I don't understand. I'm sorry, I was making a joke no with my friends. You know, if you don't mind a little Advil, I think I might have some back there in my purse. Oh, my those would be much appreciated. Thank you. She disappears a few moments later. She gives him, here you go. You have cramps too, dear? Sure. Something's <laughs> crappy. <laughs> it's his time of month. Yeah. Ain't it Thank all you. for this all is much appreciated. And I'm each... rooting for your cause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Each has removed the meatloaf and the steaks from the, the plates and just put them on one and hands back the rest of the the uh, senior special of sawmill gravy and instant potatoes and, and peas and carrots. That does sound good. <laughs> you want me to leave the plates for you, agent vegetarian? Um, I'm just going to pass. I'm just going to have the Advil. Thank you. She takes the plates and leaves, <laughs> leaving the four of you once again alone. There's just something else each and I came together and we were talking about it. We have a feeling that what we just saw on the phone is a piece of a, a larger whole. We don't think that isn't that's the problem in the entirety. It's just a representative portion of it. I believe this might have been something that 
Now, this is just a hypothesis that we ha that I have. Um, when Spivey came home, something might have passed, throwing up or another way, and that's still at the at the house somewhere. But it's some sort of entity that's within him. It was much like what I thought when we were trying to get him to expurgate. Is that the right word? Uh, to relieve himself of what was in his system at the the holding. I'm looking around, making sure no kids looking over uh, where he's being held. What did you guys end up doing after you were attacked at Spivey's house? Is anyone at the residence? Well, yes, the mom's still there, of course. And then she also brought in her brother-in-law, who's former law enforcement, and her sister-in-law, who's the married to the law enforcement guy. Anyway, she wasn't very helpful. She truly didn't have a lot of information. Their son had been missing for a while. There was obviously the incident, and after the incident, the son took off. But we know what happened after that. What happened before was he was gone for two days. His, she reports consistent with everything else we know. Kid went to his girlfriend, left his girlfriend's house, disappeared. Kid doesn't know it, but he was gone for two days, according to the mom. He comes back again. What's going on? What do you mean I've been gone? I was just over at girlfriend's house, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a big argument, which leaves us to the rest of the story. But all the information she gave us is consistent with what we already have. Hmm. We did find out that Jane recently went to her OB. What is it? OBG. <laughs> I forgot. I don't know these things. OBGYN. <laughs> the OBGYN. OBGYN. That she went to her OBGYN. Y N Y N. Just say it's her <laughs> lady parts, lady, lady parts doctor. Be professional. <laughs> we found out that Jane ended up going to see her O B G Y N, and that she shares the same doctor as who was it? Um, her mom. No, it was someone else. <laughs> oh, it was her mom, huh? Yeah. With her mom, and they had a fear that she might be pregnant. It was uh, two days after visiting the doctor, she disappeared. Apparently, she ran away. No one has seen her from this point. Um, both the parents think Sheriff Oakley has to do something with it. Also, the only other place that they could think that she could have ran off to was the reservoir, considering That's that cool. that was the only place that they all would hang out. And we had... And Handler, if we had not done this already, I had mentioned that we wanted to contact Derringer and have the people that he said that were going to be tailing us or following us to sit out in front of the house and make sure that no one is, you know, entering it to the, okay, in character. After Odessa and I left, we wanted to make sure that no one approached the resident. And so we, what we are contacting Derringer to have some of his agents watch the place we had mr krista and his wife and them leave the place he's taking them to the, a hotel i believe the one that we might even be staying at uh or maybe in their town but we wanted them out of the residence so we didn't have any other sort of incidents like we did with adesso in the bathroom <laughs> it's so funny agent 
Glad to see that Advil's <laughs> making you feel yeah, better. Go in there. That Midol's really kicking in, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, I gave you the wrong pill. <laughs> oh, now we're both on birth control. <laughs> so after you guys' conversation begins to simmer down, each, have you gone through that entire plate of meat and everything? Pacing myself, but these... You know, this country, country bumpkin, country bunker, the portions aren't that large. You know, Merle is definitely trying to swindle the good townsfolk out of a hearty meal. So that's why I took the group. That's why I ordered so large. We haven't eaten all day. I'm a man. of, You know, fitness is my important. That's why I'm, you know, heavy on the carnivore diet these days. And uh, how is that carnivore diet each? It's very well. Now, after the... Uh, the two weeks of explosive diarrhea, uh, my body has adjusted, and now I'm able to uh, to eat just the meat and not any of these highly oxalated vegetables. And you see, the plate is just dabbed in all this this meat juice, this raw red meat juice. After a few moments, Jamie comes by, lays the check down. You know, whenever you're ready, just go ahead and pay the hostess up front, Diaz. And she leaves. So to the group. So now we uh, we must figure out what we want to do, Adesso. Do you, do we need to take you somewhere? Do you want to sleep the night? I know I we're getting pressured by Mister. Fine. I think that's. I we're getting pressured by old Sheriff Oakley that we got to be out of town by morning. Not that that means anything. But we also are under a. Uh, to rest to try to finish this little situation we have in the town but it seems that we are really not much farther and we have a lot more places to go visit next episode yeah sorry yeah we can cut that out too he was gonna walk you to the car punk oh you save never mind you're good so you guys pay the bill and you guys said you wanted to take two cars to to go to the uh, country bunker. Is that? Or I'm sorry. Uh, the sleep. Merle shut, shut to eye. the shut eye, right? Okay. Yeah. I'll, yeah you... I will. I will take the lead and uh, have the rest of the groups hang out in Old Bessie, and I'll drive there a few minutes ahead and kind of get out and see if anything uh happens anyone waiting for us do i see any cars in the lots i can roll for that um you know just sort of make myself known there and see if any we'll pull up and see if anyone comes looking make an alertness check okay uh 53 uh so zero nine no you don't see any cars following you as you pull into the parking lot of this smallish motel you see that there are six windows on either side of a set of double glass doors most likely another six on the back side but you don't see any doors on the exterior of this of this motel most likely mm. these doors are inboard meaning that you'd have to go into the lobby okay and then access them that way as you do pull in though you do notice that the Krista's station wagon is in the parking lot as well as a few other cars but from what you could tell you've not been followed by anybody 
Okay, I will uh, do the customary dude park so I back into the spot so I can escape from whatever's going to be after us. And I'll give Adesso a call and say there's plenty of room for parking here. No concerns about getting any dings. Excellent. A few moments later, the other agents park and convene with you. Standing in the parking lot, you see the double doors leading into the main lobby. Um, okay. Do you guys want to two to a room so we're not uh, left uh, on our own if something should happen? Something bubbling up out of the drain? Adesso, did you want to... Uh... <laughs> I, I just hey, rooms. you never know, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, go inside and before the rest of the group gets there and ask for uh, two rooms, each with two beds, if they have, you know, find out okay. what the room situation is. Yeah, and each. as you walk in, you see the, the lobby desk. You see a large woman in her mid-40s, face heavy with makeup and hair up in a beehive, and her name tag says Sarah Harbor, guest specialist. And she sees the four of you and she's like, hello, gentlemen, how may I help you? We're looking to get some rooms for the evening. Uh, uh, preferably, we can, two of us can each share a room if they're separate beds, of course, you know. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got a few rooms. In fact, uh, it's been kind of dull around here. And as she's interacting with you, you see a thin, balding white man with a slight stoop enter the lobby, like through one of the mid hallways carrying a plastic bucket, you know, the kind you'd find in a hotel room. Right. And he falls in behind you guys and just waits in line. And she begins to say, well, you know, the, the rate for this evening is $59 a night. You know, you guys don't have any cats, dogs, any any pets like that? You guys take AAA? No, I'm sorry, we don't. Uh, hmm. It's company policy. We don't, we don't give those <laughs> kinds of discounts. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll look behind real quick and say, uh, oh, we're just getting some room, sir. Did you need to step in real quick for anything? Do you mind? <clears throat> uh, no, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see if I could get some ice for my room. The, the ice machine's broken. Okay. You have any uh, other questions or, or what? Sir? No, no, it was, no, it was for, I was speaking to her, like oh. saying like, ma'am, do you want to take this? You know, we, you know. Oh, he, it's okay. He, he's fine. Well, I'll deal with a. Mr. Karen Cola in a few minutes. He's been up here a couple times in the past couple of days. Uh, okay, well, let me go ahead and give you your two rooms. Give you rooms 110 and room 111. They're on the back side. Is that okay? Sounds fantastic. Okay. That's not anywhere near the ice machine, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no one near the ice machine. What, what were the room numbers again? 110, 110 111. and 111. Side by side. Are they connecting rooms? It does I don't do those it, kinds of things here, man. <laughs> Adesso looks at what was his name, Karen Kohler. says, <laughs> sir, have we met before? You look awfully familiar to me. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you recognize me. I happen to be with Phenomenex, a very reputable newspaper out here on business. Phenomenex. I have heard of that. 
did you work with Romeo? Um, what was Romeo's last name? Ramirez. Ramirez. Romeo Ramirez. Did you know a Romeo Ramirez? Yeah, he's never worked for my paper, but I'll tell you what. I would never be caught dead having that hack right for me. Oh, gotcha. Did you hear of his passing? Yes, I did. Uh, were you friends with Mr. Ramirez? Oh, I had the occasion to work with him. I was uh, dismayed to hear of his passing. Well, just let me just to... say that uh, his work ethics were a bit lacking, showing up inebriated consistently, missing deadlines, coming up with some of the larger uh, embellishments. I just didn't think he panned out well for my kind of investigative team. Got it. And what are you guys investigating out here? What has brought your attention to this little, well, some would say, backwater city? Have you not heard of Groversville and the strange lights and activity in the skies around here? I'm going to have to say I do not. I have not heard that. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm staying in room 109 with my assistant. And if you'd like to hear more, then please knock on my door next session. <laughs> now, would that be the front door, sir, or another door? Maybe the side? Possibly back. the <laughs> back door. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that thought for a second. I gotta kick this fucking cat out the door. Oh, meow. Why don't you go meow. take a piss while you're meow. at it too? Yeah. Get out. Get out. Kick it in here. <laughs> Kicks it. He's always got a menagerie going on. Some guy who had no pets growing up. And now he's got like 12 of them. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> you got a hairball? <laughs> is that a hairball or a care ball a hairball oh hairball no i recently shaved yeah didn't realize you're so flexible well, or big <laughs> oh that you know that ain't true a little of both. <laughs> thank you for joining us once again on roll the hard 20 podcast remember you can find us and subscribe to the show on apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify iHeartRadio. Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We have also have a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over and hit that subscribe bell. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted there, so check us out. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, Keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.